Hello and welcome in to episode 7 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. And today hey, we had a special guest, Hal Lublin. Uh, he is a uh, comic, a improv actor, a voiceover actor. I'm going to let him give the introduction, which you'll hear on the podcast. This was a great episode. We went so many directions. We talked about Joel Embiid and how he has so many rivals in the NBA and uh, Hal's from Philly, so we talked about the Philly sports scene. And it's pretty ironic because then uh, after recording this podcast, the Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns fight happened. Uh, so it was really, really ironic that we did this before that fight. And we do talk about how Embiid really hates everyone and all the rivalries he has in the NBA. We talked about uh, the ancient Aztec game where, you know, you die if you lose. Who would be our number one draft pick in the NBA to take with us and play that game? A little time traveling episode. And we also talked about what is the best Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia. You do not want to miss this episode. And I'm going to give you a quick warning now. Middle of a podcast, we had some audio issues, so hopefully next time we have better uh, equipment and that doesn't happen. So if you hear a little mess up in the middle, um, that is where it happens. So enjoy the podcast. Uh, follow me, as always, at Gjarjur on Twitter and at Gjarjur on Instagram. And also make sure you rate this five stars and subscribe. It would really help. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Yay! Welcome in to Sports Are Funny with George Arjour, and I got uh, Hal Lubin on today. Really excited to have him on. He's a comic, an actor, a voiceover, improv, and an expert podcaster. Uh, anything else uh, you'd call yourself, Hal? Uh, well, <laughs> geez, I, th- that's a, a very gracious title that you've given me. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> I will say, and, I, and please don't edit this out, the last name is Lublin, but you Lublin, get way uh, closer than most people do. It's been, I, I mean, my name has been run through the ringer many a time, uh, and I love it. Lublin yeah, well, actually would have been correct a couple generations ago. So, actually, you were right. I shouldn't have said anything. Well, I, I'm just worried about the past generations. I'm not worried about those <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are a bunch of ghosts that are applauding you right now. But you, you also have a name, because I wasn't sure. I was looking at your last name. I wasn't sure yeah. how to pronounce it either. But I don't have to because I'm the guest. So I'm, yeah. I got off scot-free. Well, it's Jour Jour. So yes. uh, a lot of people just – I mean, I used to give like, – you, know, you play played football and basketball in high school. I used to get Jar Jar every day. So <laughs> – so because everyone just gave up at some point yeah sure yep yep they so yeah do. uh no they always do um so i guess give us a little background on yourself uh you know some a lot of people listening to this might know who you are some people might not uh just sure. a little i guess background yeah sure sure so i'm an improviser a podcaster and a uh voiceover actor uh you probably if you've heard of the thrilling adventure hour or welcome to night vale I'm a cast member of both of those shows. I was also on uh, the last two seasons of the Venture Brothers. I was on a Cartoon Network show called Mighty Magiswords, if anybody out there has watched that one. A uh, very good show. 
And I have three podcasts of my own. One is We Got This with Mark and Hal, uh, which yep. is with my buddy Mark Gagliardi. The other is Tights and Fights, which is a pro wrestling podcast. That Both of those are on the Maximum Fun Network. And then I do a Welcome to Night Vale recap show called Good Morning Night Vale with two of the other Welcome to Night Vale cast members. And that is on the uh, Good Morning Night Vale uh, network. That's really months. That's really cool. I see. I, I I actually discovered you on the one with Hal. So I always oh. uh, with Mark. Sorry. Oh no, uh, you're fine. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Like, forget I like Mark. To... It is with Hal. Forget. We're yeah, cutting him out exactly. right now. Hal, Hal and Hal. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about Hal. Hal. It's the Simon and Simon of the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I go a lot on like you know the comedy section. I love comedy. I mean, I'm in, you know I do sports. That's me and my brother have another podcast called you know uh, that being said pod. Mm-hmm. And we talk about sports, but I'm really into like I love watching comedy. I all I do is put up stand up comedy every night and watch funny movies. I'm not really trying to find take life too seriously. So sure. I always go to the comedy podcast section and I always just see, oh, this one looks interesting. This one looks interesting. And one day I just ran into you guys and I started listening and I was like, these guys are really interesting. Oh wow! What what was the first uh, episode you listened to? Out of curiosity, it wasn't too it wasn't too long ago actually. That's right after I, I reached out to you right away after the one with the time traveling. I was like, dude, this is a cool idea. Oh wow! Like the, recent one. The, yeah, uh, the, I like the uh, Al, uh, Alexandria Egypt. That that was, that was a hell of an idea. Yeah, yeah. Mark uh, Mark always likes to go as far afield as possible. He thinks outside of the box, and then I build boxes with my head and try to trap him in them. And that's <laughs> I, the podcast. I like that. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a great podcast, and you guys have so much chemistry. It's just so easy to listen to, so that's why it makes it so great. Thanks, um, I appreciate that. And like, I'm originally so my background's from Syria, um, mm-hmm. so we like Egypt. You know, Egypt, Syria, they're basically almost neighbors. You got you know go through the canal or whatever. Yeah, uh, but so it kind of just resonated with me, and it it is Alexander would be back then would be so cool to visit. Yeah, those those inflection points of history where all these different cultures sort of meshed and and cultures were being born. It'd be fascinating to visit them and see. And then my brain immediately goes to, well, wouldn't it be filthy? Didn't people die? It wasn't the life expectancy like 14 and everybody had a cold (laughs) all the time. I'll just stay here. I'm going to have soup now. Uh, I know you'd go there and uh, who knows like what kind of. Yeah, like diseases we'd spread over there. Their life expectancy would be like seven at that point. If we go yeah, to get over exa- there. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we would make them worse rather than them making us sick. Yeah, I think we, I mean, I, maybe our immune system, we'd be like the oldest person in history of that era. We just live forever. Our bodies <laughs> would be so immune to everything already that we'd be cool. We, as long as we take our immunization shots before we get there. Yeah, and, and wear biohazard suits. We would become the grains of sand in uh, the gears of time. We would, we would muck up the whole thing. You know, I, that's why I wish one day time travel hopefully becomes real and we can do all this. But until then, you can only imagine, right? That's right. It's almost more fun it, to imagine. Yeah, it, it, actually, it is because it probably sucked ass back then anyway. <laughs> it's filthy. It was filthy. There's a lot of terror. Like, you know, I think culturally the leaps that we've made just culturally and socially in the last five years. I think it's I way different in 2019 than it was in 2014. Now imagine it's just the year 14. How bad, how bad was it then in terms of how far back we were and how far we had to come just to get where we are now, where we have a long way to go. 
I, that's such a good point. Like, literally, if you want to go look, maybe from the from fourteen until like even Columbus got to whatever fourteen ninety two got discovered mm-hmm. the Americas. There wasn't that much like progress, Just, and then since I was born in nineteen eighty seven till now, like, think about how we have cell phones. We have yeah. HD TV, <laughs> HD TV. I couldn't imagine without that. I, now you turn on a ball game sometimes, and it's on like non-high definition. You're like, oh, what kind of peasants used to watch this? Yeah, how do you do that when they when NBA TV shows old gate like classic games? It's really yeah. tough to watch. Like everything from a production aspect, you just look at it and go, this is wrong. You've done it <laughs> wrong the whole time actually we were talking about it yesterday because uh there's that you know the nba tv has like the first like 10 days of the season or whatever has a free pass yeah and you can like watch every game and but those games are not in hd Mm -hmm. so like i turned on the phoenix suns and utah jazz game yesterday and i i was like i'd rather just not watch the game than watch it in non-high definition and it was the fourth quarter Yeah, and of a one-point game, a close yeah. game too. Yeah, like, you know, it, was, it was a great game. I ended up keeping it on, but I bitched about it the whole fucking time. <laughs> We've become spoiled by technology. You and I both, <laughs> and I'm a little older than you, but the same thing. You know, we where television technology has come that now where I, I got upset today because I have PlayStation View, that's my TV streaming service, <laughs> yeah. and I got an email from them today saying that they're they're ending playstation view they're going to be done at the end of january and i had this feeling of like how dare they i demand that i be able to watch television on my phone all the time i know you no really fuck them they can't do that to you yeah you know what hey hey fuck them but then i also thought oh fuck me also (laughs) fuck fuck me the most in this uh you know what you know it's fine it'll be fine i'll be okay thank you all for your thoughts and prayers are you sure you're gonna be all right man (laughs) i mean i I'm already feeling for you. Like, yeah. and now you have so many options of what you're going to, are you going to sign up for YouTube TV? Are you going to sign up for like Hulu and Netflix and do, and then illegally streams? Like the options yeah. now, the, the problem is how much time you're going to spend thinking about these options. When in reality, you just had PlayStation view and you could have just like stayed on that. Look, it's a lot of time, George. I'm not going to lie to you. I've thought about it. I, we've started a YouTube TV trial. I like the channel package. I, I'm not used to the the interface, but hey, I'll I'll get used to it. It it'll be fine. I will persevere through this suffering. That I promise yeah, and, all of you. And, and and you're not and there's the there's no option of like not watching TV. So oh no, hold your tongue, sir. <laughs> there's nothing else to really do. Yeah, that's why the year 14. I don't know what the fuck we would have done back then. Yeah, no, yeah, there was nothing then. We had nothing. We weren't even allowed to watch film in theaters. But now I watch. You know, I'll get into something on Netflix and I'll I'll start to, to get these thoughts. Netflix, Amazon Prime, there's so every streaming service has has really good original programming. So I get to a place where I think, okay, maybe I should kind of cut the cord. I have an NBA, I, I do have a league pass, so I can watch the Sixers who are my team and pretty much any game I want, just because the league it's such an interesting year in the league. And it really is. and the then I get unreal. I get hooked on. Well, first of all, I have to watch Survivor. I have to watch all the WWE programming. It's easier to just watch it on television. Then I get into shows like The Masked Singer, which I'm like, oh, I'll just check this out to see what it's about. By the end of the of the, the the first show 
of this season. I was like, I need to know who every single one of these people are. And I need to go on the journey with them to find out. I don't want to just read <laughs> about it on the Internet the next day. It's very important no. that I'm there for it. That, you're so right. And you know what's even worse are these things like HBO. I don't know if you've watched. I mean, Game of Thrones is over now. I got into that, obviously. But like Succession. I don't, have you heard of that new show, Succession? You are the second person in the last 24 hours to suggest that show to me. Well, you got to watch it. But All right. at the same time, it's bullshit because now we have two seasons done and we have to wait another year to know what happens. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't think they should be allowed to do this. Like the anticipation and even when how HBO releases it week by release the whole fucking thing. Let me get into it. <laughs> and leave me alone. Like, I don't need all this, like, other, you know, shit in my life. You know, we, we may not be far from that. I, I did see that Netflix was proposing or looking at a way to make movies uh, and, and content in general bingeable, like to have a speed up. Because sometimes you'll listen to a podcast a little bit faster than what right. is recorded. Some people listen one and a half, which I, I can do sometimes. Two is insane. I don't know how you can parse any information coming through that fast. But right. I know a lot of film directors today were kind of up in arms about it, saying, no, the pacing of the film is like part of it. Imagine you you go to see the movie Get Out, which is really great and is paced right. really well. And somebody's like, I need this to be 25 percent faster. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, you only think you do. That's true. But we think we do. So when you think you need something, you really want it. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. that's 2019 for you, man. That's 2019. You know, uh, hopefully someone hears this in like a hundred years and be like, they won't know what we're talking about because they'll have like (laughs) literally, if you want to watch like a baseball game, you just get it injected into your head and you know exactly every single play. You didn't even watch the game. But but, but, but with time travel, by the way, 0% of me wants me to go to the future. I want to either go to the past or stay here. I'm scared of the future. I don't know what it has in store for us. Yes. I really don't want to find out. I, I agree with you. I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners after that episode were, we have a really cool, fa- like the legitimately the best Facebook group I've ever seen online in terms of everybody just has a good time. Nobody fights, but people were like, I'm surprised you didn't pick the future for a time travel destination. And I don't think it even occurred to either of us because there are so many things in the past. You know, hopefully the key to a better future is somewhere in the past. Like you. Oh, I hope so. Because, yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't even know if I need any more technology. Like, I'm cool. This is it. I'm good now. I, I know I sound like an old man when I say that, yeah. but I'm serious. Like, I don't need wearables. I don't need, I, I'm good. This is great. I can give all my information I need but I'm not connected. I can put my phone away for 10 minutes and not be connected. My, uh, my dad. I, so I love technology. I got that from my dad and he yep. had a Google glass. Remember Google? Oh, glass? Yeah, the, yeah. I remember that, 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 that didn't do well. <laughs> Every time he put it on his face, I wanted to smack it off. I wanted to like, all of a sudden I became a bully and I'm like, <laughs> let me take those glasses. I'm going to throw them in the trash. It just, it's just an instinct that you get. You can't help it. The, the, no. That's not wearable technology is not where it needs to be yet, especially in terms of those Google like just there was nothing cool about it. It wasn't even designed for the year it came out, which I think was like 2013, 2013 yeah, 2014. 
even then it didn't it didn't look cool by 2013 or 14 standards at all like just a huge right. whiff they were huge and you had to kind of look up to see what the hell was going on like, uh-huh. they were just uh, they were just ugly yes not, not a not a fan of them no uh, but, but yeah i want to kind of like piggyback off of your guys as i sent you on the email before the show on the rundown i do want to piggyback off of your uh you know, time traveling here. And I got a couple questions for you. Two sure. of them, I guess. If you, if you can send any modern day athlete to a certain sporting event, what would, would it be? Or, or if any sporting event in the past, which one would you want to see? So a cur- an athlete today playing in, playing in the past. Yeah. Of any sport. Oh man. That is a good question. I, the, I'll, I'll go with my gut answer which is take tom brady and put him in a in any nfl championship game in the early 60s just to watch somebody who who doesn't care about his health at all hurt him so badly <laughs> that he has a reason to cry when he loses yeah be, you look around like where's the flag You're like no, no there's no yeah. flag for this yeah sorry chuck bednarik's gonna end your career now that's happening bedrock's coming for you uh and this is why it would happen too, is because he re- he won a game and refused to shake hands uh, with the QB, or no, he lost and wouldn't shake hands because that was what he did when the Eagles beat him in the Super Bowl. He wouldn't shake, uh, he didn't come over and shake Nick Foles' hand. Never called him to congratulate him. A guy like that would get creamed at a time when you kind of had to like just a tougher time in football. No, it was a tougher time in football completely. Um... I mean, any modern day quarterback, really, if you send back then would just like, yeah, they'd probably be better. They'd be the best quarterback, but they'd also be confused by the amount of violence that they're going to be incurring. And and also, you know, the technology of medicine, like back then, if you had a torn ACL, they probably told you just to stay out there because they don't have an MRI machine and know what a torn ACL is. You just have a bad knee. Yeah, exactly. Get out there, rub some dirt on it and play. Go smoke a cigarette on the sideline, too. Yeah. Or do it while you're playing. We don't care. It's 1961. I know. I can just imagine, like, I always, like, wonder, like, oh, man, these guys, you know, they play game halftime. Like, you want to you want fucking marble or red? Yeah, sure. Why not instead of Gatorade? Yeah, I'm having it's trouble like... breathing. I need some energy. Let me uh, let me just take a, a drag off of this Marlboro. Well, uh, I, I I think it's still okay in Europe. Like Europeans are can smoke forever and never get sick or have bad lungs. It's just like in their DNA. I think. Right. Like I don't I, I don't know if you follow any European soccer, but there's Uventes' head coach. Uh, he smokes during the game, and he smokes supposedly eight packs of cigarettes a game, and, and it's wow. just hilarious because <laughs> he's the head coach of a league smoking during the game. And he and he'll live to be 140. Yeah, he'll live, and he'll still be able to run and do everything that uh, and eat pasta for breakfast and wine for lunch. And these Italians, man, I tell you, there's something yeah. in the water. I should just move to Italy, smoke cigarettes, and call it a day. <laughs> I'll live forever. Yeah, that's the real plan. That's the healthy living plan. Yeah, to go to maybe the Italian plan. It, I like it. That time, that's maybe that's what I'll do in my next life or time travel to Italy and just do that forever. <laughs> Just eat food. You'll be under the Tuscan sun. It'll be beautiful. It'll be it'll be beautiful. I'll be, I mean, I'd probably you know breathe heavy all day and stuff. But you live to 150 with a gut. I, I don't know how they do it. 
yeah, at a certain point, the quality of life has to diminish where you go, mm, maybe, maybe I've, I've had a good run. I'm ready to rest. Maybe you think that. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it'd be fun to find out. Find out. Um, I got I got a place for you. I want to send a modern day athlete, and I think it'd be. I, I, we're talking life and death here. I want to send LeBron James to uh, Mesoamerica to play. I cannot pronounce it. Tolochtli. Oh gosh, where they chop his head off and like where they yeah, play if, with like, if, a human head. Well, they play with a rock, but if you lose, you chop your head off. So oh. I want to see what kind, how LeBron James would do under that kind of pressure. <laughs> I mean, he had, look, he has more game-winning shots than people give him credit for. But that no, would be I'm, tough. No, I, I, I think LeBron's clutch, but I'm just talking about the best athlete maybe, you know, of our generation going to play against the either the Mayans or the Aztecs. I forget who, one of them too. And just see, like, man, all right, so if I lose this game, I die. Why would you join that sport? <laughs> Maybe they kill you if you don't play it. <laughs> you're really tall and you're really athletic. You got to play like, fuck, yeah. mom. Why would you have to make me so large? You should have found a different DNA. Yeah, the version of Hoop Dreams that's about that sport is really sad. It's a really, <laughs> really sad documentary. Uh, I have a question for you. All right. had, if you could take any NBA player of all time, and yep. put them in a game, or WNBA could be either, and put them in a game of of Huahol uh, or what, whatever the whatever the the. If you could pick any NBA or WNBA player of all time and send them back, and you have to go with them, and they're playing tchotchkes or whatever that game is called, and they they get one shot to throw that rock in the hoop to save your life. Oh boy. And it's a, and it has to be like a contested shot. They don't get like a. It's not a layup. It's not a free throw. You, your life is on the line. What basketball player are you gonna have to take that shot? You can pick somebody from college who never even made it to the pros. Although, why would you do that? No, you know? I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put my life in anyone's hands other than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yeah. It's, it's a cliche answer, but I also know if Michael Jordan misses that shot, he's going to fucking grab a dagger and he's going to go fighting with me until death. <laughs> and when he, he, when they induct him into the Hall of Fame for that sport, he will not shut the fuck up about it in his uh, in his speech. No, no, he won't. He, he Even if I die, he'll probably mock me in the speech. Like, I, I yeah. know I killed George Nurzur, but he deserved it. Yeah, he wasn't tough enough, man. He wasn't tough. He didn't believe in me. I believe in Mike, man. I will take Mike with me to watch Shati and we. And he would. I'm telling you, he would. He would sink the shot, and if he doesn't, man, we're going fight. I mean, he he saved the Toon Squad. <laughs> That's true, and he saved all his NBA friends. And he did, yeah. So I I believe in Mike. I, 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 do you have a different answer? Because there's, Jay, but I just Ugh. believe in. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want it to be him, but I can't think of anybody else that I would want to take a game-winning shot. I can't think of people who have missed a lot of game-winning shots. I mean, maybe like a Larry Bird, right? a healthy Larry Bird, but I, I think you got to go with Jordan in terms of a guy who had ice in his veins, who could do it when he quote-unquote had the flu, probably was drunk, uh, yeah. that shot against Hung over at Elo, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, look, he's he's probably the one of the most clutch guys of all time. So, if not the most clutch guy of all time, 
I can't think of any like Ray Allen. Do you want him? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Michael Jordan. He's got to be the answer. I'm trying to find a different answer and I can't. What was that? How's he? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ray Allen. But I do like Ray Allen. I mean, I was a Sonic. Yeah. You know, Ray Allen had some great years. Are you the kind of Sonics fan who hates the Thunder? Or are you the kind of Sonics fan that secretly roots for the Thunder? I root against the Thunder and I root against the whole state of Oklahoma uh, <laughs> every single day of my life. I, I can't stand, I, can't, I don't like the Sooners anymore. I don't like Oklahoma State football anymore. Wow. I, um, I, I'm petty. I'm a petty person, though. I, my, I, mean, I, I say it all the time openly. I just, I can get petty. Yeah. And I'm petty about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So if that pisses people off, that's fine with me. But I don't like James Harden in the Houston Rockets because he used to play for Oklahoma City. I don't like Russell Westbrook because he played for Oklahoma City. And I just, <laughs> I don't like the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield because he played at Oklahoma. Wow. Like, I, 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 I've gotten to the point where it's disgustingly petty. I'm happy. <laughs> so that, that's what matters. Look, uh, George, I don't know you, yep. but I'm very proud of you. Thank I'm you. Very, <laughs> very proud of you. I, look, I come from Philadelphia. We are, we can be some petty bitches when we want to be. I, I, <laughs> we've look, seen it. Yes. Look, when Kawhi hit that game winning shot at us in, in game seven, I, I, at the moment I was like, look, that was a great shot. Like nothing else you can say. My heart is broken. Yep. It was. Yep. But also, it made me so happy when he left Toronto to know that they weren't going to win again by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it's that's like, I, like. <laughs> Sorry, you broke up there for a second, but I know uh, I know you're saying that about Kawhi. Oh, sure. So he hits that shot, and I, I there's nothing I could do but say that was a great shot. What are you going to do? It bounced and went in. They they beat him up about as well as they could have. But I also was really glad that they knowing that they weren't going to win any more championships when Kawhi left. No, and I I completely agree with you there. Like, okay, and you know, everyone acted like, oh, Kawhi and the Raptors—they went on this historic run and they couldn't be stopped. That ball bounced on the rim four fucking times. Yep. Like, whatever. It, then they went and beat the Golden State Warriors without Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah. God, you. I mean, it must hurt as a Sixers fan though to know Oof. if Kawhi's shot didn't bounce in, you guys probably would have won the championship because you guys would have. You would have beat the Warriors without Clay and KD as well. I think we could have beaten them with Clay and KD. I think it was possible. Really? I'm not saying that we were. I'm not saying that uh, that like Sixers are the best team in the NBA, but you know they beat the Warriors in Golden State, and and I think they were at full strength then. And I saw the Warriors right after they the Sixers traded for Tobias Harris 
and Mike Scott and, and Boban Marjanovic. I my yep. my my dad has had season tickets to the Sixers since 1996, maybe 95. Oh. And the so he got the whole Iverson experience. All I well, and I went to school at Syracuse, so I saw him. We were at Syracuse. I was at Syracuse when he was at Georgetown, so I saw him play. Oh, that's pretty cool. My freshman year was his sophomore year. So I saw him play Syracuse. Syracuse won the game, but he was so clearly the best player on the court. I had never heard of him before. And I went to see the game. I was like, who is this kid? He's incredible. And then he came to play for the Sixers and the rest is history. But uh, I, I booked a ticket home to come see them yep. play the Warriors. And Embiid was out. It was when he was having his knee issues after the All-Star game. And for for three and a half quarters, the Sixers were were whipping on the Warriors without without Embiid, which is really, really difficult to do. And they had DeMarcus right. Cousins. Cousins wasn't hurt. Um so the, the the it was possible for them to do it. I don't think they had the depth that would have hurt them, but I think they, they could have beaten the Bucks. And I think it would have been a good series with the Warriors. Obviously the war with those two guys injured that's like a cakewalk. But uh Right yeah. And and who would have guarded Embiid really? I mean, Embiid is. Un- I don't think anyone in the East can guard Embiid now. I don't know if anyone in the NBA maybe maybe Anthony Davis could guard Embiid. No, but like he can't. You know, I, 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 you know, you might be right. Yeah. Like really, Embiid might be if he stays healthy. If he played eighty-two games, he can be an MVP. For an, uh, in a year-to-year basis, like this guy's the best big man in the game. I, I agree. I think he could be in the conversation. Giannis was absolutely the right choice last year. If Harden had won right. the award, I wouldn't have been surprised. But I think Giannis just—he's—he's he's a beast, he, and he keeps getting better. When he—he's—he and Ben Simmons are not. The, I, I don't put them in the same class at, at all. I do think they're both great players. I do. I also think they right. both have a similar weakness which is the ability to hit mid-range jump shots where Giannis right. gets a distinct advantage is he takes the shots he's willing to try yeah. to improve in game and I haven't seen that from Ben Simmons yet and I'm hoping to see it this year yeah well I think you're going to see it this year it, se- it seems like he's doing all the right things off the court mm-hmm. I, is he back is he back with the Jenners now or not or is he out no off the Jenners he's out no he's not no he's, out, the Jenners. Uh, he's distraction free Good, good. You know, as soon as I heard they broke up, I was like, all right, he's good. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's not going to be the next he, Tristan Thompson. No. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for the Jenners because they haven't, they're, they're kind of not like the worst, but the Kardashians are. And they kind of get lumped into the same like sentence. But the Jenners are kind of, kind of having much better together. But right. I just lump them, I lump it in with the whole Kardashian clan. It's a very bizarre family in terms of what the dynamics are like. And I just, it's, they, they live, all of them have for many years lived their lives in, in public to, right. to, a, to a large degree. And it's weird to, to think about that and go, I don't know what that life is like. Like you can say that, that whoever Ken, Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner, whoever date a bunch right. of NBA guys, but like, yeah, they're famous and they're meeting other famous people. Whoever they like is who they like, but but also, if if you're a fan of the player, that you're like, oh, don't get distracted, please don't get distracted, don't get heartbroken, please don't get heartbroken, just play your best basketball. <laughs> I hope this doesn't affect it. Like we we are so invested in the lives of the players that we love 
that I know we, we all think we know what is best for our team and for our players. I mean, that's I love listening to like Philly sports talk radio. I'll listen to it online because like yeah. any fan base, we definitely know what's going on. We should be coaching. We should be in there playing. We would have been pro if it hadn't been for that knee problem we had. Or that asshole coach, man. I'm telling you, that coach that just benched, you know, in junior year of high school. If you didn't bench, yeah, I'm, I, I'd be, I'd be playing in the league. Yeah, I needed time. I just needed playing time on the court. He wouldn't give me any reps. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm part of a Sixers group on Facebook. It's the most toxic yeah. face group. It's just the most toxic group of people. Like, and it, and it, <laughs> it's, it's, it translates sports talk radio to the internet. And that somebody's like, well, we shouldn't have taken Ben. I'd rather have Jason Tatum on my team than Ben Simmons. Y'all are oh, crazy. No. And then it's just people crazy. Laughing. Yeah. I, like, like I like Jason Tatum. Sure. But no, no, Ben Simmons is a generational passer, man. I yeah. Mean, this guy is really fucking good. And but I know people get frustrated. Oh, he can't shoot the ball. But he will shoot the ball. Yeah. I love Ben Simmons. I love Ben Simmons' game. And I love Joel Embiid. I, I, just yes. He, I just wish that Philadelphia wasn't in Philadelphia with amazing cheesesteaks <laughs> so we can get him away from those because that's going to be his Achilles heel. I think he I, he seems to be in better shape. And he, he was moving great last night against the Hawks. I mean, he pretty much took the team on, on his back when, when nobody was able to score. Uh, no, I, and it's such... I saw, did you see that dunk he had yesterday? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. I... I <laughs> I was at lunch with my wife today. We worked together and I, yep. I said, sweetheart, did you, did you feel like the earth shake a little bit last night? <laughs> she was like, no, what, what, why did something happen? I said, yeah, here, let me show you this. Cause I think this set off the Richter scale. And then I showed it to her. It, it was, I mean, just, that's what he brings to the game. It was the same thing he did yeah. against Toronto in game five when he had that window. Uh, exactly. He he, exactly. It's a great shot fake because it looks like he's taking the shot every time, and he had already hit a couple in the game. So, just and, and what's nice about him is, I feel like unlike this generation of stars that are friends with everyone, he really fucking hates everyone. <laughs> yeah, he has so many rivalries. Russell right. Westbrook hates him. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, Russell Westbrook won't even talk to him. Yeah. Like at the All Star game, but Russell Westbrook's a dick anyway. Yeah, so, like, that's a different story. But, but like, I love his anger, and like, I don't need to be friends with LeBron James. Like, uh, why do I need to be friends with LeBron? I think these like guys from overseas just are like, uh, he plays on the other team. Why do I need to be friends with him? Yes, yeah, he's got a killer mentality, which is great. That's what I. I love that about um, Josh Richardson too, who I only knew a little bit about oh, yeah. when he was in Miami, but he came over as like, listen, I hate the heat now because I play for this team. If we play Miami, I want to beat him by 50. If I was on Miami, yeah. I'd want to beat Philly by 50. Like he just comes in bulldog. Uh, j- like th- this whole team this year, I, I I had this feeling like I went through this sort of transition watching them where at the beginning right. I was like, I don't really know a lot of these guys it feels strange i don't see a lot of guys I, that i've gotten familiar with like guys like tj not seeing tj mcconnell on the bench is really really bizarre but right the more just watching them play and how good they were defensively they have such a strong identity as a team they clearly get along with one another they communicate well on the floor i, I love matisse Thibel. 
He's like, a, oh, Thibel, Thibel's my guy. Well, I I went to the University of Washington. So, oh wow! So and I had I, I'm a season ticket holder there, so I watched. I've been to every game other than that. I was really busy for then. I've been watching Thibel for years live, and got you guys got a hell of a defender there. Yeah, he's oh my god, he's unreal. I just how that how he translates to the NBA so quickly, and. How disruptive! We haven't had a guy that disruptive on defense since we traded Covington away, and Covington's yeah, and an all defensive guy. Yeah, and this guy's going to be. I'm telling you now, Bible's going to be an all defensive guy. I'm a. I don't know if you, his whole story is just such a good guy. His yeah. m- mom uh, unfortunately passed away from cancer a few years ago. Yeah. Um, he's a local kid, so like I've kind of known about him for years. He's just a good guy. Just a good guy. Yeah, he seems got to have a player there. He seems like a like a high character individual. Like just the kind of right. guy you want on your team that you look at him and you're like, "Oh, I want to root for him." My wife is a photographer, so I showed her his Instagram account. I was like, "You're going to love this guy." Not only that, she also played basketball. Like not only is he a good basketball player. Oh, really cool. Look how beautiful his uh, his pictures are. So So yeah. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Bl- so is your is your wife a Philly sports fan too? She she yes, but only because only in as much as supporting me, like she enjoys okay. it. She, she, she does it for you. Yeah, she knows the players. She was more, you know, she played in high school. Um, she did not continue to college, although she probably could have. Um, she was really good. She was like a leading scorer, and uh, we would play basketball early on when we were dating, and she was really really good. She would beat me in horse routinely. Oh really? Yeah. It was now, only... you now you don't play horse against her anymore, huh? No, we go one on one, so I can back her down. Yeah, good, good idea. Yeah, you got to put that force in there. Yeah, that's right. Body, body her up and uh, hard fouls. Nothing easy at the rim. No. Make her earn it. Make yeah. her earn it. That's right. And then I get a drop step her in the post. The little drop step, we'll step through, shoot a couple floaters, and then we're home. That's I like it. it. Perfect. It's a way to do it. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got a question about Philly for you before sure. we wrap this up. I've been to Philly one time, and I'll make a long story short. I uh, was in New York with my dad and uncle. My uncle's from overseas, mm-hmm. so we were in New York, showing him New York. And uh, we had a connecting flight from New York to Philly, and then Philly back to Seattle. But we're like, well, fuck it. Let's go get a Philly cheesesteak. So we took a train, an Amtrak, to uh, Philly in the morning. Our flight was until night. We had some Philly cheesesteaks. We got to the airport. Then they said, uh, your flight's canceled because you missed your connection. So it takes away the whole ticket. So we had to buy brand new tickets, one way, 300 each, so 900 bucks. Oh, jeez. Plus the plane tickets. So it was like a thousand something bucks to have some Philly cheesesteaks. It ended up being the math. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) But we went to gyms. Would you say that was a good choice or bad choice? choice wow you uh this is like saying hey i just heard uh i was just visiting a convenience store i'd never been to before and they said uh, they have something called the lottery and then you wound up buying a winning yeah. ticket i th- i think that's the best cheesesteak in in the city you went to the one okay. at fourth and south where you walk through and then go upstairs to eat it yep exactly go upstairs to eat it yes that is that is my favorite but uh, look here's the thing the, the the most famous ones are Pat's and Gino's, which are the two that are right. that are sort of across the street from one another. That neither of them are bad cheesesteaks. It's hard to get a bad cheesesteak in Philadelphia. It's a very basic sandwich. The places that get it wrong, in my opinion, are the ones that don't use the right roll. The the type of roll right. that's used 
at, at gyms is Amoroso. It's a very specific bakery. And every place that uses that is going to give you a, a good cheesesteak. Um, the, you know, it's, everybody's doing like cheap meat, cheap ribeye yep. with, what did you tell me your order? What did you get on it? Uh, I got, I got, I ate two of them. One with uh cheese whiz and one with problem. Great. Did you do onions or no onions? Onions. Okay. Nice. Nice. Good yeah, order. Yeah. No, it, it was, it, it was a great order and I ate two of them and I felt so bad after cause I ate two full <laughs> ones. I was like, when am I going to? But when am I going to have like two cheesesteaks in Philly again? Like, I, I, I haven't been since. But, uh, you know, the taxi driver, I, so, you know, you go online and, you know, you read Pat's or mm-hmm. Gino's, but the taxi driver swore like, no, no, you go to gyms. Yes. Yeah, he's right. So, I, I listen. Exactly. Those, you know, those are the two places. The, Pat's and Gino's are the famous places where tourists go. Still, if you'd yeah. gone there, I think you would have been fine with it. And you could have gotten one of each. But I, I, I think that I just love gyms so much it's it is my favorite and even within my family my father likes a different one my cousin likes a different one my uncle likes a different one so it's hard to get a bad one but in my opinion you went to the best place so well done well next time i go i'll uh i'll make sure uh i'll just stick to jim's man if you think it's the best one and i i was not disappointed man that's that's a hell of a sandwich yeah it is it's it's so simple and yet it's it's delicious I'm impressed that you did too. I did two in one sitting once from there, and uh, and I also felt very sick. And I was I was probably like forty to fifty pound pounds heavier then, and just I was just. like I can do it. Well, I'm never gonna die. And then after eating those two cheesesteaks, I thought I'm immediately gonna die. <laughs> well, if you're European, you could have just lit a cigarette after. That's, you probably that's the trick. Yeah, if only I had smoked five packs of cigarettes while I was eating it, I would have been fine. I didn't know. I don't have the Italian totally... secret. Yeah, you eat a lot, just smoke it off. You're good to go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we. I'll definitely do that again. But uh, if you ever come to Seattle, we'll uh, take we'll take you out for some like fish and chips or some clam chowder that I guess that's what we got famous here, but it's really nothing to write home about like a Philly cheesesteak. Well, I, I would love it. I'm down. Have you ever been to Seattle? I have. I've been a couple times. I was there for PodCon a couple of years ago, uh, Emerald cool. city comic con. I've been to, um, it's great. It's a great city. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice and cool. Nice, cool weather. Yeah. It's pretty, it's uh, it's decent. The rain will get to you though at some point. Yeah, I've heard it's a city where you can get depressed pretty easily because of the you can get that like weather depression very easily yeah, just because it's kind of gloomy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you combine the fact of being a Seattle Mariners fan, I'm I'm just fucked. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. Well, man, uh, it was really nice talking to you. Thank you for coming on, and uh, thanks for dealing with all of our uh, technical difficulties today. Oh, absolute pleasure. Please, I, I'll I welcome. I, you're absolutely welcome, and I'm happy to come back anytime. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Do you want to plug anything before we uh, end the conversation? Uh, sure, yeah. Listen to – we got this with Mark and Hal, Tights and Fights, Good Morning Night Vale. And if you haven't heard Thrilling Adventure Hour or Welcome to Night Vale, those are still out there and being made. So check them out wherever you check out this podcast. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Hal. And uh, this has been Sports – Oh, thank you.